Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Waters Waveland podcast. I'm your host, Weishan Wong, Asia editor of Waters Technology. New host! We have a new host! And today I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony Malikian, our editor at large here at Waters. Free at last. Free at last. Okay. It's great. We're recording here from the Gramercy Ale House uh, up here in Midtown, in New York. Here in Midtown. Yeah, so uh, starting on Monday, we have the Waters USA conference, and day one is our tech evaluation day. There'll be roundtables and one-on-one sessions for those who are attending. Mm-hmm. And day two, which is Tuesday, is the traditional conference that all of you have experienced and know very well um, in the past. So. Tony and I will be talking about it today. And also at the event uh, will be this week's sponsor of the podcast, SmartStream. So they will have a booth at the event. So please make sure you go say hi to them and uh, they can tell you about what they've been up to. Uh, They're also going to be having a uh, presentation. Yep, a presentation. Yep. So it's always great to support the people that support us and this show. So if you like hearing what we talk about... Though you probably won't dig it today, but yeah. Do go up and say hi to them. So at Cyboss this year, SmartStream actually rolled out a uh, rolled out SmartStream Air. It's new cloud-native AI-enabled reconciliation platform. And we'll get to into that later, and uh, you can also talk to them about that tomorrow. So today, let's talk about the event that's happening this week. Tony, what are you interested about? Are you looking at the agenda? Well, so for me, and so I think that we should fill in the audience here. You see, you know, Wei Shen, she, this is her first time hosting the podcast. So first of all... New host, new host. New host. So, bearing the lead here, Wei Shen Wong will now be the host of the podcast. She is in Manhattan here for Waters USA. Um, hence why she flew in late. We had to get this podcast out before the event started. And I shoot pool on Sunday, so we kind of had to go and do this uh, beforehand. So a little bit unorthodox in the way that we're doing it. Um, but so going forward, Wei Shen will be the host. I'm going to be usually co-host unless she wants somebody else to talk. But to your question, Wei Shen, and a fine question it was, um, what is USA? The thing for me and the thing looking at the uh, event is this digitization is going to be uh, a big topic on a day. Uh, David Riley of Bank of America, um, he's going to be talking about some of their digitization efforts at the bank, but he's going to dig into specifics. Um, And over the course of the day, digitization is going to play a huge role. And the reason why is it's, it's easier said than done. I want to digitize all of our records, right? I want to make sure that, you know, we can cut out as many manual processes as is humanly possible so that we can better future-proof the organization. And so let's think about some future technologies, the Internet of Things, 5G technology, further down the line, but quantum computing. If your documents and your processes are still manually driven and not digitized, you will not be able to um, find the value from these digitization efforts. And so then they will become useless efforts and people will be like, why did we even do this? Why did we put the money into this? Yada, yada, yada. 
David's going to be talking about it, and then we have our C-level panel. Uh, Bill Murphy, uh, CTO of Blackstone, is going to be on it. Ala Woodstone is going to be on it. A bunch of other uh, people that are C-level at banks, asset managers, and uh, various other companies. So, highly recommend um, listening to that. So, I think that's going to be the big topic on the day for myself, is going to be digitization. Wei Shen, for you, looking at the agenda, anything that kind of jumps out for you? Uh, yeah, certainly I'm looking at uh, one of the panels later in the day that touches on uh, data consumption. Uh, I think they're looking at either looking at more tech or people focus. And speaking of people focus, it just reminds me a little bit more about my, um, my feature that I did. Right? A rowdy crowd, a rowdy crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just reminds me of uh, my, my feature on data translators and uh, the whole uh, talent problem that they have on hiring, um, maybe even going back before data translators, like even hiring data scientists is hard. It's, it's, it's tough work. Uh, why would they want to come and work at a financial firm, you know, if they can work at, you know, somewhere even more exciting and they can do a lot more um, data science, real data science work. Not that in the financial industry it's not real. Well, I think that, you know, the interesting from your article about data translators is just that we always talk about data governance, data, data scrubbing, data. You got to get the data right before you can really use the data, correct? So what's interesting is, is that while certain jobs are going to go away, new jobs are going to be created. And so your data translator article, uh, so about the article about data translators, it's not a trend that I'm hearing much about here in the U.S. yet. But McKinsey, I know, as you said in your report, that they're saying this is kind of a next-level job, that this is going to be something that it's going to be a future job. The same way the CDO, the chief data officer, kind of came out of nowhere, right? So maybe talk a little bit about what you found there. Yep, it seems like, uh, I mean, with data translators anyway, uh, a lot of a lot of the conversation, I suppose, is happening more in Asia, which is quite surprising because uh, a lot things tend to happen in the U.S. and the U.K. first before they happen in Asia. You know, Asia tends, tends to be like the laggard in this sense. But for this new role, data translators, you know, like hooking up the the, the data science part of the business to like the business itself. Uh, is really picking up in Asia, and uh, DBS in Singapore is one of the few banks that have uh, uh, have started rolling out and training their own people, I either hiring externally or training their own people to become data translators. So that has been quite interesting to see, like that Asia has been at the forefront of things in this sense. Um, but you know, it really depends on what they're actually trying to do. So I think it's really important for uh, any firm to kind of outline and to know what their, I suppose their data strategy is, you know, just going out and simply hiring a data scientist or a data translator and not knowing what they are meant to be doing is, uh, is not really the, you know, the answer. And I, I think to that point, it's, it's you have to clearly define the role, right? It's, it's about saying, this is your job, this is what you're going to be doing, you know, and really kind of just saying... Because if you give them a new title, but without clear description, then I guess they'll go nowhere. Fair enough? Fair. Very fair. <laughs> yeah. So they need to know what they're doing. Uh, a lot of guidance is, is great. Um, and, yeah, more narrow, I, I guess, description of what their, and, and their role is intended to be. But, yeah. 
So we're going to wrap things up. Obviously, we're at a bar. You know, it's uh, you know, we're, it's going to be a very busy week ahead. And so, if you're at Waters USA, please come up and say hello to Wei Shen and myself. Um, next week, we're going to be back with a much more traditional uh, uh, podcast. But we wanted to get the ball rolling on this. I wanted to have one fun conversation with you, Wei Shen. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. All right. So. Over the weekend, maybe it was Friday, maybe it was Saturday, but a report came out from The Economist, and I want to say YouGov or somebody like that, and you read headlines all over social media and even on reputable websites saying that 53% of Republicans believe that Donald Trump is a better president than Abraham Lincoln. And my problem with this relates to polls and surveys and something that we see a lot in our industry as well. We paint with a broad brush anything that we see. We say 53%. We go, oh, so that must be facts. Fifty. Most Republicans believe that Donald Trump is better than um, Abraham Lincoln. But if you actually look at the numbers, the actual, if you actually open up the actual survey, it was 1,500 people were surveyed but only 410 Republicans responded. And of those 410 res- Republicans, 53% said that Trump was better than, um, than Lincoln, which is disturbing. Trust me, that's very, very disturbing. But also, there were 117 questions on this survey. How many, what, you have to ask yourself, what is the kind of person that is gonna sit there and answer 117 questions? My guess is going to be a fanatic of some sort. Me, I love politics. I love talking politics. There's no chance I'm sitting around for 117 questions. And so I've been at fault for this in my, in my past. And even as editor now of the publication, we recently published a benchmarking survey by UBS and Element 22 about asset managers and the use of alternative data. And I will be honest, I kind of gave it a sexy headline. I probably went a little bit overboard with the headline myself. So I've been guilty of this. So, But this is something that as an industry, as the media, we do need to improve upon is surveys are great. I love reading surveys. I love reading benchmarking surveys because of the fact that they're a snapshot of a very specific group and a point in time. So they're useful. It's interesting. But you can't paint with a broad brush that... Just because these respondents said this, and you're going to put this exact number, 53% of Republicans believe Trump is better than Lincoln. There are a lot of Republicans, and I would say probably in the South, that would not even think Lincoln was a great president. They probably hate him, actually, in many, many different ways. You know, because think about our history. Read um, Doris Kearns Goodwin's uh, Team of Rivals book, and you'll have a better understanding of it. But Put some context before we start saying that, yep, nope, half of Republicans believe that Trump is better than, than Lincoln. Because you talk to true, tried and true Republicans, I don't think they would believe that. But this is all just to say, by the way, 6% of Democrats that label themselves as Democrats also said that Trump was better than Lincoln. And I don't even know what the hell is happening there. Um, the fun topic is this. So the question I have for you, Shen. Polls. It's important to be skeptical of the responses. 
and how we report them, we have to be careful in painting with a broad brush. I don't know. That, that's my thinking. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree with you, but you really have to, I, I think we really have to go into like the sample size of it. Uh, I mean, what's the population of the U.S.? Uh, 350 some odd million. Right. And only 1,500 people were surveyed and only uh, 400 plus called themselves Republican. In, in the last election, I want to say it was, I can't remember, but it was... It was a, many millions voted for Trump over Clinton. So millions. We're talking about like, God, I'm embarrassed. I don't know the answer to this right now. But I want to say it was like 40 some odd, 45 million range. But I could be way off on that. But again, millions of Republicans voted for Trump over Clinton. I was not one of them, though I am a Republican. Um, I didn't vote for Clinton either. So whatever. That's not here to that. But to your point, you're right. The sample size, 410 Republicans it's just, it's a fanatic that's answering this question. Because if you have any understanding, I, I don't know, but I'm not, I, I would. I'll start rambling. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think the sample size was big enough. I mean, 1,005 people survey, that's great. That's a great number. It's but a great survey. It is, yeah, it's a great survey. But at the same time, it's like, how, how can you compare like that sample size to, uh, how can you generalize that number? 53% of Republicans think that you know, Donald Trump is better than Lincoln. And, I mean, also, when was Lincoln president? It was a long time ago. How many Republicans uh, were alive? Or were, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that can answer this survey now. Like, and, you know, they weren't even around when, they, when, when he was in, 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 uh, in control. So how can you say that? So I, I, don't, I don't know. And plus 100 and, 117 questions. Uh, I, I, am, I am not into politics myself, but that is a lot of questions. That's a ton of questions. You're talking about 50 questions, let's say, like of something that I like, for example. Uh, I don't know, let's say a questionnaire on like, uh, uh, how much do you understand quantum computing? And you give me 50 questions. I'm not going to be able to answer those 50 questions and maybe even after like 10 or 15, or okay, maybe max 20, I would have probably given up and gone like, oh, this is a waste of my time. I mean, you have a life, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, I have a life, though I do like quantum computing, but, you know, uh, my understanding of it is still growing. So, yeah. Um, well, but that's all to say that, uh, you know, um... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's all to say that she's like, I got nothing. It's all to say that we need to be more skeptical of what we see and ask the, the deeper questions. And hopefully we do that here at Waters, but though we don't. I, f I fail miserably sometimes in that. We're trying to improve that all the time. But hopefully at this event that we have coming up, Waters USA, we will be able to, you know, dig in a little bit to, it won't, we're not going to talk about polling or anything like that, but we will be talking about machine learning maybe quantum computing, we'll see if that comes up, but uh, certainly digitization, certainly uh, various use cases for data governance and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It'll be an interesting thing. I don't know. What, what do you think? Yep, and, uh, and that's what we're really striving for, right? We're trying to dig deeper into topics that really matter to you guys. So, and that's, and that's how we are presenting our, uh, our content.
to you guys. So if, if you do have any feedback, just let us know. So I guess we'll be, that's kind of all we have this week. And you know, in the past, yeah, Tony has obviously been quite a lazy. New host. Quite a lazy person, you know, in terms of this podcast. So now that I'm taking over this show, we'll be back on a regular schedule. And um, as usual, we'd love to hear from you. And as the new host, please do get in touch with me with you know, topics that you like to hear about and uh, even ideas uh, that, that you're hearing about in the market. So, I mean, our contact details are here on the site if you, if you want to reach out to us. So, uh, with that said, we'll see you around at Waters USA. <laughs> and uh, see you next week. See you next week. Bye.